the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hi Kids show. This is Hi Kids, Four Kids, Five Kids. My name is Bria Katz and I'm 11 years old and I'm your host for today. Coming up on Hi Kids today, I have Angela Sparks, Justin Swartz and Norette Lutz. They are acting in a play called Peter and the Wolf. What is Peter and the Wolf? Just stay tuned to 101.9 Chai FM and you will soon find out. Also on the show, I have a tongue twister to challenge your mouth and a Chai Kids riddle to challenge your brain. Here are the details if you have any questions for my guests or if you just want to say hi to your friends and family. The SMS number is 34519 and is charged at 1 Rand 50. You can send me a WhatsApp on 061-895-1019. And please don't forget to sign your name. You can also call us on 010-140-3020. I repeat, 010-140-3020. Get ready for a very exciting show on High Kids Today. You're listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. This is Chai Kids, Four Kids, Five Kids. My name is Bria Katz and I'm 11 years old. I have Angela Sparks, Justin Swartz, Norit Lutz with me in studio. So send your questions to 34519 or WhatsApp to 061-895-1019. Good afternoon, everyone. Hi. Hi. I'm very excited to hear what Peter and the Wolf is about. So can you explain to... To me, an outline of the story. Sure. So, um, basically, it's based on an old classic tale. Um, each instrument is presented by a character, and the whole story, well, our version, um, uh, we have a narrator that tells the whole story, and we have little puppets that act out each, um, each story as the narrator goes along. We've got Ducky, we've got Catty, we've got Birdie, we've got the grandfather, we've got the wolf, and we've got Peter. And um, there's some some tales in our story that are both lessons but also entertainment. And it's basically all about teaching kids about the instruments of the orchestra. That's the main goal of Peter and the Wolf. It's an original way of telling a story. That's right. Mm. Through so, music. Through music. That's mm. even cooler. So do you not actually act the part? You just act the puppet? We do act. We all have um, main characters, which we do play, and then we, we have a lot of puppets that we um, manipulate as well. So we all have main characters that we act, and then the puppets. So you basically act a few characters? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes. We kind of act through the puppets. So whatever emotions we're showing, you need to kind of grasp that that's what the puppet's feeling. So that's our job as actors to portray the puppet's emotions. So that's different. You don't usually do that. No, no. <laughs> not at all. Because there are times where you have to play the puppet as well as play the character that you're playing. So it's kind of difficult to get a distinction between the two. But it's it's quite interesting the way we've we've put it on. Yeah, so it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a fun challenge. It does sound hard to act a character and a puppet at the same at time. At the same mm. time, yeah. So you have to kind of do some things with the puppet and some things by yourself, yes. with yourself. Yes. You have okay, to think cool. of all those things at once. Well. 
is the play only for children or can adults also watch it? It's a family show. Mm. So it's for children, but I promise you the, pa- um, the adults will not, not be entertained. There are some jokes that might fly over the kids' heads, but they're going to get it. But the kids will love it just as much. Mm. So basically the adults will understand it on a deeper level. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. It's a lovely show for the whole family. What do you think the lesson in Peter and the Wolf, is there a lesson that teaches you something? I, well, I, there's, there's quite a few lessons, I would think. One of them is firstly teaching you about different uh, instruments of the orchestra. And then within the show itself, they teach you about not be, uh, judging someone before mm. you meet them, which is one of our main stories. Like where Peter lives with his grandfather, has got his best friend, which is Ducky and the Bird, decides, okay, one day I'm a bit bored, I'm going to go out and explore the woods and he happens to come across the wolf which is angela and already <laughs> he, he gets to the to the forest where the wolf stays with that perception of okay this is a wolf my grandfather told me to stay away from them and they to be avoided at all costs then he has a little argument with the wolf which then leads into a discussion of okay listen don't judge me i won't judge you i am a wolf i have to do a b c d and you're human you have to do a b c d but Let's just learn to respect each other and, you know, be good to each other. So mm. kindness is one of the morals Ma- in yeah. the story. A big thing, kindness. Yeah, yeah and Peter acceptance. And mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, a very, it's a very important lesson. And you were telling me before how Peter wants to put the wolf in the zoo. So in the original version, um, many moons ago, um, the story was told that when Peter got to the, the dark part of the, wo- the woods, he found the wolf and he captured the wolf and he wanted to put him away in a zoo. But obviously time has progressed since then and we realize that's not the way to go about things. Wolves aren't doing anyone any harm in their natural habitat. Mm. They, If you come in their habitat, they are going to attack because that's what they were built to do. So it's like um, Justin was saying, kind of just getting to know each other before we make judgments. The wolf was designed to be aggressive when someone steps into his territory. Yeah, and I, and I think it's not only for us as human beings, but our treatment towards animals as well mm. would be in play. Because now you have rhino poaching and whatnot. But so the story would also teach us to respect animals mm. and their territories. How do you think that applies to children? Do you think it does apply to children? I think it does because most of the stories that kids read now involve a lot of animals. And also children are the future. I think if, if we can install a, a um, attitude of um, acceptance and preservation um, towards our animals, then they will perhaps have a better attitude towards animals in the future. Yeah. They're the next generation. Absolutely. You have to teach them exactly what you're trying to teach yourself. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, cool. Do you act in any other plays? Have you acted in any other plays or TV shows before? We have. We have. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So all three of us actually coincidentally studied at the same institution. And it's the funniest thing because she was a third year, I'm a second year, and Justin was a first year. So we're like three generations from one 
from one institution. Yes. And after we left, um, we studied at Oakfords College. After we les- uh, left there, um, we've done many shows. Um, for me, I've, I've been doing children's theatre at the National Children's Theatre. We did Pippi Lankos. <laughs> Pippi Longstockings. Pippi Longstockings, yes. <laughs> and um, I acted in Binnenlandish, and I also worked for On Cue Theatre for a few months. Mm. And um, Narette, what did you do? Um, I uh, I have been working also in children's theatre. I worked at NCT. We did um, Papa's Penguins. Um, we also, a few years ago, we were in Leafling, the musical. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, uh, what's it, Book Wh- Buddies. And Whipful. Yes, Whipful, which is also a, a traveling um, play that travels to schools, which is lot lovely as high schools. That's um, nice. Yeah. Especially if you like children. Absolutely, yeah. It's lots of fun. And just you did some cool things? Um, well, I started when I was four years old doing a lot of productions in school. And then from there, they <laughs> wow. did work at the National Children's Theatre. Yeah. I basically studied there. From <laughs> He's when got I was, the most experience. Yeah, I, I, that's where I learned some of my acting, singing and dancing. And then after college, um, I was in West Side Story was in Cape Town. The biggie. Ah, the big one, yeah. <laughs> I did two shows with Jonathan Rocksmith, who's a very big uh, theater mm-hmm. icon in South Africa. Um, did a couple of corporates for David Bloch um, and Debbie Rakuzin. And Beautiful Creatures at Empress Palace, among a lot of other stuff that I've done. And at the moment, I'm just doing some corporates on the side, some dancing gigs yeah. at Cold Youth City. And yeah, that's that's yeah. sort of there. It does sound like you have the most experience. <laughs> <laughs> What's the favorite role that you've acted so far? Ooh. Mine was actually in college. In my second year, I got to play um, the role of Mrs. Mister. <laughs> and she was this old lady that thought she was so fancy, but she really wasn't. I had this big hair. It hairdo, was very funny. And I could speak in a la di da accent. And I, I had a ball. That was, for me personally, that was my favorite character ever. Mm. <laughs> um, my favorite character, I think, was in Whipful, um, or the favorite role I got to play. Because in Whipful, um, um, we also, it was three actors and we um, switched in between a bunch of different roles. So I was um, like a very tortured um, teenager um, in one section and then right next in the next scene, I'm a funny sheep or whatever. So I really <laughs> enjoyed that. I feel like that was lots of fun. I got to play serious and funny and a bunch of different things. So that was my the most fun to play so far. That does sound really cool. Yeah. And you, Justin? Um, mine was a character called Youth, also in my in college. In your youth? In my youth, <laughs> yeah. Um, he was the lead character, and basically youth was like an allegory. So I represented the youth of my time that was coming to watch a show. And it was a musical called Passing Strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Angela was also one of the leads who... She was playing me. I was actually playing her. It's yeah, <laughs> it's a conspiracy it's complicated. play. But it was really a lovely play because it it basically showed people who don't understand youth, what um, a youthful person goes through. To make people sense. love us, me. Yes, and understand, and understand, understand what Understand, yeah. Because yeah. you know, you get your old school adults who are like, listen, in my day, we used to do this and this and this and this and that. But now that it's all changed... Passing strange allowed for people to be like, oh, okay, this is what the youth of today are kind of like going through. In my day, I would never do that. 
hear that all too often. <laughs> Definitely. How long for an average play or TV show do you rehearse? We rehearsed for two weeks. Mm. Um, I think for bigger productions, you might rehearse for three or four weeks. But in general, yeah, it's, it's somewhere between four and two weeks usually. Yeah. For for TV productions, there, you don't there isn't you really don't, yeah. a rehearsal. You learn your lines, you get um, get to set, you have maybe one run through, another one for technical, for cameras, and then, and you, then you, shoot. you hit and it. You shoot. Mm. No rehearsal. <laughs> scary. Mm. It is. Have you ever been in a TV show? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I acted in Binnenlanders last year. So it was a short little supporting role. It was my first time. It was very scary, but I learned a lot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did a lot of adverts from when I was younger. And then my big TV stuff that I did was I had my own TV show for three years, which is called Technorati, along with two other presenters. Wow. Um, I was in Scandal as... Uh, Marvin, the orphan boy, for quite a while. <laughs> um, yeah, that's. There's a lot of other TV stuff they've done, but no, yeah. what what TV stuff have you done? Um, a brief <laughs> appearance <laughs> in Sparlöper, <laughs> and then off, I've worked a lot um, off stage on um, a few short films for Silver Scarum Fears, and um, yeah, and for Avsonis a little bit back behind the scenes and stuff. So that. All fun. So, what did you do behind the scenes? I did art department and um, costuming. So, we make sure everything looks right on the camera. You know, she's very good with like hands on stuff. (laughs) Dustin, you said you had your own TV show. What does that mean? Did you make the TV show? Or let me rephrase it. I was part of a TV uh, a TV series similar to Yo TV, but it was called Technorati, and it was based on technology, gadgets, gaming, and there were three presenters when I was one of them. Cool. Yeah. And you did it for three years? Yeah. Three That's seasons. quite a while. It was very long. I did it through high school as well. Oh, wow. But luckily, the school I went to allowed me to participate in those kind of things. Yeah, not all schools would do that. Mm. Back to Peter and the Wolf. What are some of the instruments in the play, and what do they represent? Well, as the wolf, the wolf presents the um, French French horn, Mm -hmm. so it's like a really sneaky sound. And then we've got Ducky. Um, He is, she, my bad, is represented by the oboe. And then Narette's characters. Birdie. Birdie is represented by the flute. Ooh, I like the flute. Flute mm. is beautiful. All that light little sounds, like a little birdie flying. Then we've got um, Grandpa, which is represented by the bassoon, that big, heavy bass big sound. And, um, oh, we've got the Hunter Twins, which is the, the timpani. Mm-hmm. Also the percussion section. Yes, the yeah. whole percussion yeah. section. And then you get Peter, which is the violin. Yes. Which is very oh. light and springy and yes. nice. Yeah. So those yeah, are all the, yeah, the, those are all the little classical instruments that are in the original, um, uh, arrangement. And then Vessel Wedendal has recomposed a few stuff and like added some marimbas to give it a nice African feel almost mm. to make it a little bit more local. It's oh, really lovely. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really twist. Nice. Yeah. Giving it a South African flavor. I was going to ask you if you, if it's a musical. But now I see that it is a music. Yeah, mm. it's an orchestration. It's a yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a symphony. It's definitely a musical. But <laughs> music the whole way Except through. Except for the parts where we talk, because we don't, we, we, we don't talk at all in the show. Yeah, it's all oh, so narrated. basically the parts where you don't talk aren't a musical. 
that we've got a narrator, a narrator yeah. like uh, talking, and then there's music bits in between where we do like a bit of basic choreography on and stuff. Yeah. Oh, cool. So do you talk at all in the play? We don't talk, no. Make we some make sounds. sounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some sounds. We make noises. Can you give me an example of one of them? <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> and what about the birdie? The, when you call birdie? Oh. <laughs> there we go. That's so cool. Did you know how to do that before you went into the play? Yeah. Justin's quite good. He's a beatboxer. I'm a, yeah. <laughs> I am a beatboxer. Do you want to play us a song? Do you want to? Oh, should I beatbox? <laughs> go for it. Go for it, Justin. Okay. <laughs> Now we don't need a song break. <laughs> Good job. Just kidding. Let's take a quick break with the song and we'll be right back. You're listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. That song was I Want to Be Like You from the Jungle Book. This is High Kids, Four Kids, Five Kids. My name is Berea Katz and I'm 11 years old. Let's carry on with the questions. Cool. Can you explain to us how auditions for Peter and the Wolf worked? Justin? Well, okay, well, <laughs> my, my audition, um, I was still busy with West Side Story in Cape Town, and I had gotten uh, the brief via email. And normally, if you cannot attend the audition at the venue, you would be asked to send a video audition. So that's exactly what I did. So I was asked to do like a two-minute uh, physical theater piece of my representation of Peter waking up in the morning and going into the meadow and playing with the duck and the cat and the bird. That's what I had to send in. Well, Funaret and I we were very, <laughs> very lucky enough to be sort of um, asked to do the show without auditioning. Um, that doesn't happen very often, though. Usually for auditions, you go in, you prepare a song or a monologue, and um, you could get a call back. So if you d- if they the panel felt you did well, they'll call you back um, the next day or whatever, and they'll give you material from the actual show, and you perform that for them. So, yeah, that's usually how auditions work. Mm. Yeah. Do you have to be asked to audition? Yes. So we all have agents that um, uh, keep us in contact with all the directors and producers. And our, uh, the directors and producers will um, contact our agents and say which of their artists they want to see. And then our agents will send us briefs telling us where to go audition and what times and stuff like that. So you can't just pitch up and audition? Well, there, there are some auditions where yeah. you can pitch up. That will be like your open auditions where they put it on things like Facebook, Facebook. or yeah, Instagram. Yeah, usually for as advertime, can, uh, advertisements or for corporate shows and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, can you explain to our listeners what opening night is? Ooh. <laughs> okay, so opening night is where um, basically all the very important people are invited. You know, that would be like uh, the maybe the the producers will definitely be there. The director will be there. Some industry professionals. Some industry mm. professionals that are into acting and singing and dancing. And um, basically they get to attend the night and, you know, watch it. So it, it's basically the official 
okay, now tickets are open for mm. everyone after the show. And yeah. And, and oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, normally when they have, when you see a poster for a show and it's, let's say for instance, our show started in September, the date that was given on the poster is not the actual opening night. Those first three or two days are previews for its newspaper press and some industry professionals to watch. And then the opening night would be your big night mm. for everyone to come and watch. And what's lovely about opening night is it's a nice um, space for a lot of in industry people working in the industry to mingle and mm. kind of see Network. what's happening, mm. see what's new, what's what's happening and what's cooking. You know, it's lovely. Is it any more nerve-wracking on opening night than on any other show? It is very <laughs> nerve-wracking. It is it horrifying. Is, yeah. Because you've got all these um, people who are like your mentors and people you look up to and people who you have seen in shows who, and think are amazing and they're going to watch you. So it is, it is quite nerve-wracking. Even, that is quite scary. Uh, even like mm. seeing your friends and your family. Like for me, when I invite my mom and gran over for performances, I'm like nervous because <laughs> like... I don't mm. do this around them. Yeah. So the nerves are it's super heavy, whether it's opening night or any other night. Yeah. 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 So do you get nervous on the other shows as well? It we, it mm. it start with when we started with Peter and uh, and the Wolf. The first shows mm. were very like, oh my mm. tummy's turning. And um, after opening night, once you get used to it, and it's not per se because opening night's over, so now you're not nervous anymore. You've just had a bit more practice in front of an mm. audience, so now you feel a little more relaxed. It's not to do with the people that are watching or not watching and stuff. Yeah, I think I think there's always a certain extent of butterflies and nerves that you mm. do feel. Um, no matter how long you've been showing for, which show it is, yeah. There's always a little bit of nerves. Can you help someone who's experiencing stage, stage fright or you just have to let them get over it? Well, uh, you, you can. It all depends on the person, what well, I think. Whatever. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, I don't know. It doesn't really come I across. I think it happens to all of us. All yeah. that you need to do is breathe and carry on. Mm. And you also, just yeah, have to carry like on. The cast that you're in as well, the, that sort of like energy that you get from the people that you're performing with could maybe work as a way of calming you down because mm. you know that you're not alone on this. You're surrounded by 15 or 17 different people and that way you can calm down and you know that they're supporting you as much as you're supporting them and... Yeah, that's one way. Do you ever work with kids in performances? Oh, oh yeah. yes. When mm -hmm. we were working at NCT, um, Mr. Papa's Penguins, we had um, children working with us, and it was lovely. We had lots of fun. Yes, and even in Peter and the Wolf, um, we have a little surprise section where we um, call some kids up, and they do some fun things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Kids from the audience. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's fun. So yes. It's always fun to be called up from the audience. Absolutely. So they, they get some... A chance to be on stage. It's lots of fun. That's really cool. After all, it is a performance for kids. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mainly. Mm. Sounds like a really cool performance. I really want to come and see it. You should. We must. We basically have, including this week, two weeks left. Yes. Um, and you can get your tickets at CompuTicket, and they start from 130 Rand. Yes, and it, it's so amazing. I mean, the set is absolutely beautiful. Um, we have this really stunning set that is actually made out of recyclable um, materials. Um, we cool. got from surrounding schools, we got like toilet rolls and 
Um, I'll boxes. Yeah, boxes, all you can think of. Our set designer, um, Franschoff and Wiffen, he put it all together and it looks like an absolute fairy tale. I actually can't believe they mm. could make a tree from toilet rolls. Yeah. It's beautiful. And green. Yes, yep. and Absolutely. even our puppets are completely li- materials that are all, you the know, jeans. recycled. Um, co- corduroy-like materials. Buttons. Um, and it, it looks yeah. awesome. Mm, even the instruments as well, all made of recyclable materials. And they look what? real. How does they that look work? real. Yeah, well, you should come have a look. Yeah. And you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so do they actually play the instruments? The mm. instruments don't actually make music, but they, <laughs> they resemble the instruments. Well, when you come watch a show, the instruments actually do. Make music. Make music. You're making me curious. Now I really <laughs> have to come and do the show. You yes. have to come watch. It's called magic. Yeah. <laughs> And then our show times are basically from Wednesday to Friday at 11 a.m. And then Saturday we've got a 4 p.m. show and a 7.30 show, p.m. show. And then Sunday we've got our 3 o'clock show. Mm. So that those are the times. Nice and early for mm-hmm. kids. So will other other shows more for adults? No. Directed at no. adults? No. They're all, it's all the exact same show. Like Which is why I was saying it's more of a family show it is than a family actual show, children's yes. show, yeah. So you can come with your whole family. Yeah. Absolutely. It sounds so cool. <laughs> it really does. What would you do if you forgot your lines? Oh, wait, you don't talk. We yeah. don't. <laughs> well, so we you, can, you, you, can, you can forget movements. So what would you do if that happened? You carry on. You carry on, yeah. <laughs> you can't stop. Yeah. <laughs> the same thing. The show must go on. Yeah. yeah. Same thing when you do forget lines, like if you are busy with other productions, you just carry on. If you can't think of your lines per se, you just have to know the story well enough so that you can speak about it without saying yeah. your exact line. And if you have a cast as amazing as the, the two ladies that I work with, you'll be able. Uh. They'll be able to help you out. Like yes, if absolutely. I forgot a line. Nourette, for example, will say something that will remind, remind me mm. of, oh, that's mm. a line. Okay, we can go on without the audience knowing that, oh, this guy forgot his lines. Yeah. That's professional. Yeah. Exactly. Improvisation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does that mean? Improvisation is when you have to think of something on the spot. So if something isn't rehearsed and it's improvised. So um, we often have to improvise. Say, for instance, if something goes wrong, you have to improvise. Make sure things still go smoothly so that the audience never knows about it. Has it ever happened to you when someone messed up their lines so you had to like change your lines? Yes. yes. It has happened. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a few times. Yeah. But then again, we've all messed up lines and somebody else has, has had to change us, yeah. their lines. So yeah. you don't feel bad. You don't. It's kind of fun. It, 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 because like you, you are doing a show for like weeks on end and it's the same thing. And like, I'm not saying don't like forget your lines. Like you must know your stuff when you're doing the things. But, um, when you, someone forgets their lines and you have to help someone, it brings that funness back into the show of like, Oh, we're going to speak about this afterwards because you yes. forgot your lines. And then like you just share that moment where you laugh and then you go on with the show. But then and the show, the energy is yes. changed. It feels like what happens when that happens on stage, everyone focuses. Yeah. It, it like, like reels it in so that everyone's super focused on the show. It's so, it's, it is. It's fun. <laughs> it's thrilling. It makes a change in Absolutely, your yes. weekly routine. Your feet, Absolutely. Yeah. And it might not even be a line that is forgotten, but maybe a prop that breaks while yeah. you are on, on stage or something oh, like gosh. that. And it, I think that's happened with us before where a prop breaks during the show and yeah. we really have to improvise and figure out, okay, how are we going to um, arrange the rest of the show without using this prop? 
and it worked. Like mm. I had um, my violin break quite a few times, and luckily there are times where I have to escape from grandfather's house where we I stay with my grandfather into the woods. And I would say I would use that moment because before I go into the woods, I have a little argument with Birdie, with Birdie, and grandfather hears it and then comes to shout at me, telling me, "Okay, you guys are making too much noise. It's time for you to clean up." And then I get angry, and then I sweep. When grandfather's gone, I decide to then go against what he told me and go into the woods. At that point, my violin on my back is already broken, so I would use that moment of me thinking of going into the woods to take my violin off. And go and put it away into the house, and then go into the woods again. So that would be like a situation where you would use improvisation. Yeah. And yeah. if you were in the woods, you could just pretend that, like, it, you broke it by swinging it on the branch. You know, like that. you know what I'm See, saying? See, you were yes, improvising. Yes. I'm good at thinking on the spot. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Radio. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> How long do you have to change your costume if necessary? We don't have any costume changes. Yeah, mm-hmm. luckily in Peter and the Wolf, it's quick and easy, one costume from the beginning to the mm-hmm. end. Yeah. Any yeah. other plays? Other plays, it depends on how the plays are formulated. I was part of a show called Irma Vape where we had a lot of quick changes, where it um, the characters would change from a big ball gown into a, a suit. And that whole suit would just be Valkyrie at the back so that they could quickly go. And that was like six seconds. Six seconds. Six seconds, yes. Wow. I interviewed an actor before. He said his quickest change was 18 seconds, and I thought uh, that was quick. We beat him. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> he said it was makeup change as well. Mm. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Mm. I said, how do you that, do that's, it? That, that's quick. Yeah, that's pretty that's quick. Very fast. That is quick. Wow. That is very fast. But yeah. Depends. Manage. Depends on what show you're doing. Mm. You can have quick changes, yeah. Have you ever not gotten into your costume in time? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've had a show where I had to be a chicken. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course, of children's course. theatre. And um it had this beautiful big chicken tail at the back. And I so accidentally had it on the wrong way. So I just had to keep this tail on my hip <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> um yeah. So lots of times. Which that sounds really funny. Yeah. Any it other stories? Oh. Maybe <laughs> We're all looking at you, Justin. <laughs> we are. We are all looking oh. at you. Ooh. There were many times where I nearly lo- lost my life uh, on stage. Like, specifically <laughs> in, Westside. For, in Westside. Like, because it's it's not that violent, but the choreography, we do have fight choreography in it. And within that, you have to be aware of the person that you are fighting also and your surroundings. So I had a couple of nights where... My energy, like, I had so much adrenaline that the fight scenes were amazing, but, like, it got out of hand where I was lifted, like, I don't know how to explain it in meters, but very high, and I fell onto my chest. I was out of breath. I couldn't go on for the next scene. Oh, my goodness. And then I've also walked into a light and lost, like, vision from one side of my face. (laughs) Oh, my God. But, yeah, yeah, I know. It is a dangerous sport. It's dangerous. It's very, (laughs) yeah. But it was fun, though. Yeah. You get lots of exercise. Holding oh, yeah. your chicken tail. <laughs> lots of exercise. We run around a lot as well. So see, it's important to keep fit. Like Absolutely. Children's theatre might look easy, but it's, it's it can be quite difficult because you, you it, it requires a lot of energy, energy all the time. Especially in Peter and the Wolf. Yeah. We're up and down the whole time. It's very energetic. So you're mm. walking up and down. Yeah, we break we Running. break the fourth <laughs> Running. wall. Running. Yeah. 
Well, do you have any acting tips to share with us? Hmm. I think the biggest acting tip that I go by is acting is reacting. So when you when you just really listen and um, respond the way that you naturally would. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Be truthful, because yeah, you just you just portraying life in another character, but it's no different. And use your imagination. I think as an yeah. actor, your am- animate your um, imagination is your biggest tool. You. You, this play sounds absolutely incredible. I really, really want to see it. Where do I go? Okay. So, um, you will find us at Monte Casino, at Peter Doreen's Theatre at Monte Casino, specifically the Studio Theatre, which is like, so when you come into Monte Casino, you'll see like Peter Doreen's Theatre and then you go upstairs. That's the theatre we're performing in. Yes. Cool. Yes. You can and get you can your tickets at the box office um, or even on Compute Ticket. You Thank you so much for coming on High FM and teaching us more about this amazing play. Thank you. I really think you kids should go and see it. It sounds incredible. Yes, please. After the song, I will count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. You can now call on 010-140-3020. Thank you to my guests for coming on High Kids and thank you to my producer Mandy and DJ Flo for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Chakid show, only on 101.9 Chai FM. This has been Chakids, 4Kids, 5Kids!